you're listening to a Trav Market Media Network podcast. This is a pretty good choice if you ask me. Find more podcasts at travmarketmedia.com. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler. I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. All right. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have back for, I don't know, 9, 10, or 11th time, Matthew Walgren. Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Megan. Great to be back. Yeah. So, Matt, where are, yeah, where are we talking to you from? Where are you at right now? Right now, I am in Puerto Vallarta, Ooh. Mexico. How'd you end up there? You know, like everything in my life decision, <laughs> a thoughtful whim, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> kind of been harboring these thoughts for a while. Like, hmm, would I like to move somewhere else someday? Maybe somewhere a different state? Hmm, maybe somewhere abroad? Um, I, I did live abroad during a Peace Corps experience that ended about 16 years ago. And I've always wanted to live abroad again. And it so it's time. like a great opportunity. Yeah, with everything going on this year, it was like, you know what? This has been a wild year, mm-hmm. um, wild ride. It's, I think it's time to get wild myself. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of getting dragged by that train. I'm just going <laughs> to go with it and uh, be a little adventurous. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, do you want to introduce our topic? Yeah. So our topic today is Mexico with new eyes. Yeah, and our top it's our topic because, you know, you were you've gone frequently as a, you know, as both a tourist and as a travel professional checking out locations for your clients to visit. We call them site inspections. Uh but now that you've been there for is it is it two months now? Yeah, it's been just about a little over two months now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I mean I think that when you live somewhere, your perspective changes. So that's what I want to talk about. So have you found that your perspective has changed since making your move? Well, it it definitely has um, in terms of my knowledge, for sure, because I've been to Puerto Vallarta several times before, but now I have a little bit more, or I should say a lot more, in-depth understanding of the way of life here. Mm -hmm. And of course... And this is going to come no surprise to you, Megan. I love food. (laughs) So (laughs) I've caught a lot more restaurants um, behind my belly uh, that I've been to and ones that I love and have found. (laughs) And I'm going to be working on this series of blog posts, actually, that's all about food and some of the the different things you can experience here that you might not have known about if you were just here for a day on a cruise ship or just came for a week and stayed at an all-inclusive. Oh, great. So, I mean, uh, this is, I, I was going to act, so I didn't know that you were doing this, but I have this plan to do, I'll talk to you about it later, but it's to do a reading the menu, like giving foodie tips, 
Um, so combine it with, you know, a, a menu and a talk through, uh, in a podcast format. So let's plan that yeah. out for your local area. That's cool. All right. Good. Cool. Good. So then, um, you know, what, now that you've been living there and you've got some restaurants under your belt, but even just in relation to understanding the culture, understanding Puerto Vallarta, how would you advise your clients differently now than you did before? You know, I, I think I would recommend different experiences and different mm. locations nearby. You know, I might recommend, um, I, you know, I guess it depends on my client, right? Mm-hmm. And what they want. But now I have a better understanding of other experiences. If you want to get outside of Puerto Vallarta, okay. if you're someone who really wants to dig in and, and get that, you know, culturally immersive experience and really learn the old way of life. I had an experience like that myself uh, mm. a few weeks ago. It was an incredible wild experience. Um, very interesting. It's not for everybody, you know, <laughs> but for the right client, they, they would really love it. Okay. Um, well, so stop that's, tempting that's me. Tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to have fun with this one and I'll, I'll send you the, <laughs> the name of it and people can have fun pronouncing it, but it's a little town. Um, it's outside of Puerto Vallarta. It's about two hours away. Mm. Uh, it's a tiny town, less than 300 people, and it's called Ixtlalawe. Oh, my goodness. If I'm saying it right, Ixtlalawe. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a very old way of living there. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. I didn't have cell reception at all when I was there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have internet or Wi-Fi. Um, they did have, like every town seems to have there, that traditional gazebo in the middle mm-hmm. of town. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you've seen Coco, they've yes. got that gazebo. Puerto Vallarta has, it seems like every town here has that. Beautiful. They have that. They, they had a little bit of places to eat, little store. Um, but otherwise it was, we, we drove there, uh, with a friend, a local friend that we had met and this was his hometown. And mm-hmm. he said, I want to show you my hometown. So we said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And he drove us there. We had a lot of cool stops along the way, and we can talk about that. But just showing up at this place, um, he parked. We walked down this little hill. We crossed this little tiny creek that, you know, kind of little creek that you just kind of, if you just jump over um, big enough, you can get across. And there's a horse tied to a tree. There's mm. a little dog that runs out to greet us. Um, the house is very, very... Um, simple. Mm-hmm. There was two rooms in the house, mm-hmm. no indoor plumbing. Mm-hmm. He showed us the bathroom. The, the, there's an outside bathroom that looked like an outhouse, but when you open the door, it did have, you know, um, the toilet was a regular toilet that you could oh. flush the toilet. Oh, interesting. Uh, it, the shower was this, I don't know what to call it. It was this cement um, counter that they had built outside that that outhouse, uh, and it was that water on one side and, um, that they would fill up through this, this little hose that they had siphoned to get water from some source. I'm not sure where, mm-hmm. and they would take a shower using this little, um, bowl. Uh, it was just whatever the temperature of the water was, you know, that when you took it and you would just kind of soap up, you'd pour the water over your head and you'd just be kind of out, out, outside um but they kind I of love outside showers they, that's awesome yeah yeah it was very very simple very interesting and they what they did was that's where they dry their clothes mm-hmm. so that was kind of your privacy so they put so that all the neighbors can see you taking a shower they had <laughs> put the 
the clothes surrounding um, when you went back there. The food was so good. Uh, it's just, you know, there's something different when you have truly homemade food. Now, I'm the type of person, I like to make homemade food, and so does my boyfriend, Jason. We mm-hmm. love food. He will make anything from scratch, and we have really gotten into making our own tortillas. They're fabulous. We make them from scratch, yeah. but not as from scratch as this mom did, oh. as he, that, you know, the, our friend's mom, because she actually ground the corn to make the masa. Oh we don't gosh. do that. We buy the masa. Right. We buy the flour, at least. Uh, so we sat there and we ground our own uh, corn to get the masa and then made the tortillas. It's over a wood-burning stove with this big metal sort of platform over it, and they're just the best like tortillas you've ever had in your life. I don't know why they're more flavorful. Maybe it's the, the way the heat hits it, and it gets a little bit of that char on it in places, or I don't know what they did, why they're well, so much better. What were they using for fat? Was it lard? They didn't use any fat. No, oh. it was, that's the incredible thing. We said, what is in this? It is just that ground corn, right, which is the masa, mm-hmm. and water. That wow. is it. There was no salt. There was no lard, nothing. Now, the only thing that was different that we believe had um, maybe affected the flavor is when they had heated up, put the wood underneath and heated that up, and the pan, or the whatever that is called, like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a big round, almost sure. like going to the um, Mongolian barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, like that, something, a big metal plate, I guess I'd say. And they had put, um, what was, they called it like, like kelk or something. I guess it's like some sort of calcium or, or something on it. Mm. I'm still not quite sure I got the translation right, but it was this powder. And they just, they powdered the, that, a uh, big metal plate with it. And let is that it sit ash? for a little bit. Is it is it gray? Was it ash? It wasn't. It, no, it didn't look like ash. It looked hmm. more like I don't know if it was like baking powder or lime or hmm. something like that. Um, and they had, uh, yeah. And so we're thinking maybe that that did it. And then the, so the, our first taste. So then she cooked some meat uh, on there. You know, they put some some meat on there. And then our first taste was. While we're waiting for everything to be done, the little snack they gave us is they took the tortilla, they just rubbed it uh, along the meat that they had on skewers, um, and then just handed us the tortilla without the meat on it, but just the meat juice. Yeah. And just that alone was so delicious just to get that, <laughs> you know, that little taste. It was just, yeah. She was torturing yeah. you. That's good for and you anyway. Just, yeah. And that's just the tortillas. I mean, that's not all the other things she cooked for us. Oh, um, and everything just got better. Um, and we were just there. We were there just one night. Mm. Uh, it was just, we got it, went up there on a Saturday and we, we spent all day Sunday there and it, it was interesting. Mm. Um, it was interesting to see and, and just going through town and learning how they got, how they lived in a very sustainable way. You know, it, just, it reminded me of Bulgaria again, Bulgaria, it, um, at least the town I lived in wasn't, wasn't, uh, that simple of living, but it was, it's like everything you, you, it, um, and what I missed about Bulgaria was when you went to someone's house, pretty much everything there was from their garden or yeah. from the animal that they slaughtered. And yes. they did slaughter an animal for us in, in oh, a wow. way. Um, they went around and they shot a rooster <laughs> for us and then we had chicken <laughs> later that day. So that, that rooster had it coming me. though. You know it. <laughs> yeah. I never had anybody sacrifice an animal for me before. So that was, that was special. Oh man. So then is there like traditions, like, are you supposed to bring something to the house? We didn't know what we were getting into. We kind of felt bad afterwards. Like, should we have brought something? Oh yeah. We didn't bring anything. Yeah. Um, we did stop by and get some meat. 
at least. So um, they asked us, you know, what kind of meat. So we stopped by a butcher just right before the um, the town and mm. picked up some meat. But definitely, that was one thing we kind of felt bad about. We didn't think about it. We're like, well, we're, maybe we'll go back in January because she had teased us with more food. She says, next time you come, I'm going to make you enchiladas and oh I'm going to make you sweet enchiladas. Uh, I've never had sweet enchiladas. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm sold. And so we're trying to think of, okay, what should we, we should probably give some sort of gift or something they would enjoy. Um, oh, yeah. As oh, a yeah, thank definitely. you. Nice. That sounds very, very nice. Did you meet the whole family? It was just his um, mom and dad there mm-hmm. that, that weekend, although they had a, enough room because they had two big rooms in the house. That's it. Just two big rooms. No other rooms, nothing else um, mm-hmm. with beds in them. And then they had another little sort of small cottage um, that had two separate rooms in it, two very basic, like made with cinder blocks um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and cement. Um, and so I think they said they had 12 kids um, mm-hmm. and they weren't there. Um, it's, yeah, I was thinking they have 12 kids. I bet each month a different kid comes or each week. And then they see, you know, the different kid every oh every gosh. three months, you know, in this rotation. And, and this was just our week to come visit. I don't know. Oh my gosh, what wonderful people. Holy cow. I mean, I'm one of five, my husband's one of four, and we have two, and I'm just like, that is the max I can handle. God bless that lady. Holy cow. Uh-huh. Wow, good for her. Um, and so hospitable. That's wonderful. Um, so then, you know, so, sorry, is that, is that the end of the weekend? That's basically it. We, we, we stopped along some places along the way up there, which were really nice. We, there was this, um, you know, uh, we stopped by the arches, which mm-hmm. if you've been to Puerto Vallarta, you've seen those, those sort of little hills in the water and mm-hmm. took some pictures. There was this really great, um, bread and pizza place where you can get these flavored breads, like, you know, vanilla bread or I don't know, any, all kinds of different flavors you can think of. And they had pizza as well, which was rather good in the middle. It was just a little, a road stop. It was really interesting with all these people there, um, clamoring to get their pizza, um, made in the, in the wood fired, uh, oven. So, that was delicious. Uh, and we stopped in another town, which would be, you know, this Ixlala way is a very unique, special experience. Not everybody's good. They don't have a hotel there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you'd have to really, it'd be tough to find a place to stay there. But you could stay in a town nearby called El Tuito. Uh, and that that is a little bit bigger and has some hotels there, small, mm-hmm. uh, but, but still very interesting, very authentic. And uh, if you really wanted to delve into the, the old world culture, which, which is what I love. You know, the big cities are more international. They're, they're different. They've got everything right. But when you go to the villages, that's, that's when you really learn about the culture of a country. They're, they're, they're preserved in the villages, I guess is what I want to say. Yeah, no, I, that's how I like to do it. That sounds really amazing to me. Um, so what about, okay, so now we, you know, we've talked about your, you know, cultural insight. Now, are, now that you've been living there, have you learned of like a new attraction that's accessible to your clients or an adventure that you can speak about? Well, there's a couple that I sent on my, uh, I have clients that are, that just left today. Uh, and so I sent them on a couple while they were here that they loved. There was an ATV excursion and hiking, mm-hmm. um, cause they're kind of active. Um, but the one that they really liked was, uh, it's a little bit easier to get into now, um, than it was before. And that, that's going to change, but it's Marietta Island. Okay. Uh, and some people may have heard of it. This is the island. Um, it's, I think it's a, a couple oh. hours, um, by boat. I think when I took it, it's yes. the hidden beach. 
It's yes. the one where it's the hidden, hidden sunken beach. And they've also got what I, and I've been there before and I thought was really cool was the blue footed boobies, which typically you only see in the Galapagos. So it's very curious yes. Yes, how, how they got over here. Yeah. So, um, and that's a really cool experience depending, you know, I can't guarantee anything, but I can say that when I did it, I saw whales breaching. There was oh dolphins that came up to our boat and were kind of playing with the boat and racing with the boat. Um, we did see the yellow-footed booby and the blue-footed booby um, and the hidden beach, which is a really cool, unique experience. Um, so those would be my top if you're looking for something um, different and unique. Now, the Marietta Island, that's something you got to book in advance. It's okay. going to be very difficult, typically. Um, it, it's different now, right, because it's not as much travel going on here. But, you know, when once things start picking up, you want to get that on your calendar and book it as yeah. soon as possible. And that's what I said, say to my clients is when you – you know, book the one thing that you're like, I can't miss this thing. If you don't know what to do, like don't rely on the concierge, book it in advance because other people will, and you don't want to miss out. So yeah, good tip. Good tip. Yeah. If it's a must see, if it's a must do, if it's, if it's something like, ah, you know, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Well, then that's fine. You don't have to book. But if it's something you absolutely want to do, you have to book it up front. Yeah. And I mean, there is something I don't want to do what everybody else does, but there's a reason the popular attractions are the popular attractions. There's something amazing there. Often. Right. Often. Yeah. So, mm, gosh. Okay. Good, good tip. Now we've already talked a little bit about food discovery, but let's talk just like the newest, freshest dish for you. That's like, boom, got to recommend this. Oh boy. Let me think. And while the he's thinking, dish. Matt is an adventurous <laughs> eater. If you haven't heard his past episodes, we've talked about him eating slime. Chicken feet. I think you were eating a sparrow's head the first time we talked. Then we moved on to Joni Wu, and I think you were eating fried crunchy chicken buttholes. So, you know, <laughs> you're an adventurous eater. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I haven't had, um, those yet. I've asked, um, the, a couple of friends that I made here, and so we're going to do that, and I haven't, we haven't done that yet. Mm. Uh, but what, I've been digging here and it's no surprise. It's all the different tacos. Ah. Um, that's the one thing. And there's just so many different places that have different kinds. So I, I'm going to do a blog on it about, you know, the top taco, my taco favorites, right? Where to go. And you know what? I can't rank them. I was going to rank them. Just, What's the best one? I can't rank them. They all have their <laughs> own thing that, that goes with it. There's one that's the best for Al Pastor. Mm. There's another one that's the best for if you want sort of a, a cheesy, um, grilled shrimp taco, which is, which is my personal favorite. I will say that, um, which is great. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's, they all have a different, you know, little, little experience. Um, and so you should try them all. I will say one of the most, I've been to a few very interesting restaurants, mm. um, that I think are unique. And so if people want to go out there and have a little bit of a nicer dining experience, um, I would recommend the Iguana restaurant. It's, uh, it's, it's Liz Taylor's, Elizabeth Taylor's former home. Oh. Um, and you can stay there. It's a hotel or you don't have to stay there. You can just be at the restaurant. So we eat at the restaurant has an amazing view, a really just interesting to walk around there going, wow, this is just incredible that someone lived in this, like such this beautiful place. The food is good. Hmm. Um, it, do they serve yeah. iguana? No, I didn't get any of that. I haven't seen any weird food. That, not nothing that's weird for me. You know, I grew up eating Mexican food, so I've had mm-hmm. pretty much you know all the main dishes you can think of. I mean, you know, I think most people would think menudo 
is the, is the weirdest one. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of soup that's traditional on Sunday and it's made with like, you know, pig's innards and, stomach, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, we haven't had anything that I thought was wild here. Now, the food has been a lot more spicier, and I do like spicy. Mm. Um, so I've been getting even more spicy <laughs> than yeah. I'm used to. Um, but Yeah, that's right. That's good. Um, in the UK, there is, I mean, that I should not say in the UK, because London is, you know, London is London, and you can get anything any time of the day. But Oxford is not like that, and the rest of the UK is not, I mean... I shouldn't say rest of UK. There, there are definitely pockets of good food places. Oxford is coming up in the food scene, but Mexican food, Latin food is not one of them. In fact, I got the right. most deathly ill I've been in the last three years at the Mexican place inside of Westgate. I won't name it, but don't eat there, people. Actually, I will. It's Benito's hat. Don't mm. go there. Um, but, uh. um, yeah, so. Since we've been back, every time my husband says, what do you, what do you want to do for takeout? I mean, he should just not ask me because it's going to be Mexican cuisine. <laughs> and so we've had like alternate takes on that. We've had like Peruvian. We've had a couple different, you know, uh, types of, you know, Latin cuisine, if you will. And, and it would take a lot to disappoint me, I think, because, you know, who is a guy Fury who says, welcome to Flavor Town? That's what I feel like. I feel like so. <laughs> Like, have a good meal and go to bed. Like, it's just so, Mexican food is so satisfying to me. So, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I it's get just it. Everything that comes together. I will tell you, probably my, besides tacos, if you wanted, you know, because that's more of, when people think of that, okay, you're going to go to a taco stand and eat a taco, but it's not necessarily the, the full dinner. If you wanted a full dinner um, experience um, or, or dish that I've really come to like since being mm-hmm. here, that would be uh, birria. Oh, what's that? Birria is, it's like a stew. Okay. Uh, typically made with, with pork. It's, it's got a lot of different spices in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very flavorful. It can be spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to be. Um, but it's, and you eat it with, you know, you just grab some tortillas and, and rip off a piece and grab the meat and eat it like oh, great. that. Yeah. Uh, but it's very rich in flavor. Okay. That's good to know. Well, if you can write that out for me because I will not remember that or be able to spell it. So I will, I'll put that in the show notes. So, and if you, okay. you know, and this isn't going to publish for some time. And so if you get those articles out, send them to me and I'll put them in the show notes so that people can click through to them. So that'd be good, mm. a good resource for people. So then, um, you know, you've had the opportunity to be a guest in someone's home. You have had the opportunity to be a guest in a hotel is there some tips or something that you now observe that you think, okay, I could be a better guest or advise my clients to be a better guest because now I have this insight? Yeah, well, I would say, you know, it is a slower way of life here. It's a more relaxed way of life. And so if you're coming to a place that's like that, then you need to come with additional patience. Things may not happen as at your speed or as fast as you want them to happen. Um, be patient. Um be respectful, obviously. Um, try to speak the language. You know, I mm-hmm. think they appreciate it, even if you can't speak it that well, but you know some words. I do, I think they do appreciate it. Um, even though a lot of people here do speak English, they still appreciate it when you try, sure. um, to say some words and some sentences in yeah. Spanish. So Are I would, you picking it I up? would have to try a little bit. I was doing my Duolingo. Um, it's, it's harder because people do speak 
English here, you yes, know, so it makes yeah. it harder. Like if I really had to, then I would, I would, you know, hunker down and force myself. But I do, I do try and spend an hour or so a day in Duolingo, which you. is helping with my reading. I don't know if it's helping with my conversation. I feel like it's helping with my, my reading a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but when someone, my listening and trying to hear, someone say something and then trying to conjure up the words it hasn't helped me yet so mm-hmm. i think i might go back to pimsleur which is something i've used in the past and it really helps with conversational um, what is it called speaking of a language pimsleur oh yes pimsleur okay um yeah so there's an app so um two things there's a podcast spanish 101 pod and there's a whole bunch of them for every language. So I listen to the German one. I haven't listened in a while because it's like my dog walking um, podcast and we just haven't gotten settled enough that I can routinely get the dog out because now we have a huge backyard and I'm so thankful for it. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, they do have Spanish 101 pod and they're um, they're themed, like the episodes are themed, they're short and it's all conversational phrases and they put you in a bar or they put you in a resort or maybe they put you on the beach or a grocery store or the airport and they teach you phrases that have to, you know, do with that. And they go, they, they start off where they give you the entire scenario and the conversation between people. And then they break it down by sentence and they'll explain it. Like in the very early ones, they'll explain the very basic things. And then as, you know, as the series goes on, they get tougher, but there are opportunities in there to say it out loud with them. And then there's an app and I don't remember the name of it, but you, um, you sign up as a native speaker of X and your target language is, you know, Y. And then they pair you with the opposite language learner, um, somewhere around the world. You agree to be paired and, you know, with, with similar skills. And so you spend like half of your time in one language and half of your time in the other language, uh, so you can practice. And I'll try to find out what that app is because though I have signed up for it, I have never nice. done it. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. And, um, but I think it would be helpful because that is the hardest yeah, part. Cause like I can eavesdrop on some German and usually get a good, a pretty good idea of what's happening. But you're right. It's like the, when the pressure is on to get the words out of my mouth, not much is going to happen. But, um, Last Christmas, we had some pretty good practice because we did three yeah. weeks in, you know, between Austria and Germany. And <laughs> that was interesting because when you're forced to do it, you'll be surprised at what just pops into your head. Like, oh, I know this word. But yeah, anyway, I'll find that. I'll, I'll try to post it in the show notes. Um, sorry, I think we got sidetracked and that is my fault. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, either about being a good guest or just really anything else about Mexico with new eyes before we close it out? Yeah, well, you know, I could just talk about the food forever. <laughs> um, you know, now that I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm loving it here more than I ever did. You know, mm-hmm. I always liked Puerto Varta. Now that I live here, it's gonna, you know, I don't know how long we'll be here, um, but I don't know that we're going to want to leave. We just love the pace of the life yes. um, and the place that we're living, even if, you know, there is some spiking going on right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's when we first got here, um, everything was locked down. So we didn't get out much. You know, maybe go out once a week, got some groceries. Um, but it was just it just felt good to be here yeah. anyways. And things are, are closing down a little bit. And so we're careful. We don't like yeah. to, um, you know, we don't want to be too risky with our health, but, um, even, even being locked up in, in our little casita, we just love it. Uh, so, so I would say that, um, 
you know, I guess just for a final statement, if, um, if anybody is, is interested in learning more about Port of Art or, or have any questions, you know, they're welcome to email me at yeah. matt at travel. Great. Yes. Matt at matt.travel. Matt has a hip, hip, hip URL, matt.travel. <laughs> that will get you there. So there you go. And he's matt at matt.travel. That is a good yep. offer. I hope people take you up on it. So. Yes. So both travel professionals, if you have questions and then Matt, are you, you know, before I put this offer out there, are you taking clients before I tell people that you are actually taking clients? Yeah, I am. I I am taking some. I did have a client here. Like I said, uh, this, this past week, he just left, uh, this evening. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I am, and that's a, that's a conversation we'd have, you know, it is different. And so it's a, it's, um, it's important to understand where the, where the traveler's at. Um, mm-hmm. before they decide to, to make that decision to travel. But, but I am, uh, working with those clients and, and finding, um, avenues that work for them to be able to travel. Yeah. And I actually think that there's something appealing. It's like you're almost like a combo tour operator in the sense that you're on site. So if people are nervous about traveling, I mean, but they, but Mexico is super accessible to them. Why not go to Puerto Vallarta? be put up in some fantastic location, some fantastic resort. And then if things go wrong, you're right on site. You can just, yeah. you know, tell, you can send a, send the cab, take them to wherever. That's cool. Yep. That's a good resource. It's, it's perfect. And my, I know my client, I was here, loved it. He was writing me and, you know, asking me things and I write them and then I have a guy and he needed something. So I sent, this guy over that I know now that has a car and, <laughs> and will, will, you know, do, do favors, you know, for people, you know, he'll, he's going to charge you. Right. But he'll, he's, he's ready and he's, he's, he's willing to work. So that guy helped him out with some things that he needed to take care of. And so, um, it's just, that's awesome. He loved that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. This is, this is exciting. Well, Matt, you know, um, I don't know that I'm ready to take that international flight yet because I just did one from London to the U S and, mm. You know, it's, I just, I don't know that I'm ready to do it yet. I'm itching to plan something. I've talked to Joe and we've said we have to plan something, um, uh, whether or not the world is ready to have us or not, just to put something on the book and, and to start dreaming about something. So it's encouraging yeah. that you're there. And, you know, Mexico is on our list because we've actually, you know, my husband has been because his family is there, but I've never been to Mexico. And so, you know, maybe we'll start. In Puerto Vallarta and give you a high five along the way. A masked high five. Boom. You'll be able to hear my voice. You'll know it's me. But there you go. <laughs> well, it's so nice to have you back closer to home because, uh, you're, uh, oh, no, no, I'm here. Um, you know, we're only an hour apart now. Before, what, what was it? 12 hours or, you know, something crazy. Now we're just an hour apart. It's nice to have you back. Oh, uh, thank you. Closer. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Yes, we're only an hour apart now. It was eight hours before. And when you were getting up, I was, you know, feeding those kids and putting them to bed and it was hard to do, but you were very accommodating and we made it work. We made it work a couple times, which is crazy. And so now I expect that you'll be a frequent flyer again. And that's just fine with me. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me again. Thanks, Megan. It's been great. And tell Jason I said hello. I will. All right. Thank you so much. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you for listening and have a great day. All right. I got it.
This is a Trav Market Media Podcast. Discover more travel industry-oriented podcasts at travmarketmedia.com and be sure to subscribe.